1: Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI owned brands right now, like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Meave. Whether you're looking for a good Korean skincare or affordable and trendy jewelry, they've got you covered. Plus, you can help to support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA Hey, y'all. Welcome to Trials to Triumphs. I'm Ashley Blaine Featherston Jenkins, but you can call me ABFJ. This week, I'm bringing on a special guest who knows me more than anyone else on Earth. A friend, a lover, and the man that I get to call mine for the rest of this lifetime and the next, my handsome and hilarious husband, Daryl Jenkins Jr., Daryl and I talked about learning how to be selfless and how we are becoming our best selves in our marriage for ourselves and for one another. We were married on September 5th, 2021, and one thing I've learned thus far is you must accept the highs and the lows because marriage, in all of its ups and downs, brings divine blessings.
2: I look at pictures and videos from when we were married or right before or right after and I felt like we are so different. I'm like, look at those little kids. Like, they don't even know what they're doing. Like, they think they happy now. Yeah. Like, you're going to be even happier.
1: Dee and I are over half a year in and nothing is the same and everything is better. Right now, I'm basking in what feels like is my greatest career accomplishment, this podcast. And Dee has ascended to a place in his life where he's doing work that puts him closer to his dreams than he's ever been. All of this has happened since we said, I do. All of it was brewing, but once we became the Jenkins, so many things we prayed for and worked hard to achieve have come to our shared life. The blessings have been upgraded, okay? To be in a partnership where I am celebrated and poured into daily has been life altering in the most beautiful way. All of it has helped us realize that we've got to do things our way so that we can continue to thrive as the Jenkins family. And in our Sankofa moment, Daryl lays out his plan to track down the roots of black excellence.
2: They were, like, the epitome of African, like, abundance mm. and stature and just royal. Royal. Like, royal. Yeah, and excellent. Yeah, they were black excellence. And it would be amazing to sit down with them and see how royal they really were.
1: Wow, this is exciting! <laughs> okay, friends, this is a major moment. My guest today is my lovely husband, Daryl. Hi, D. Hey, babe. Hey, how D. you doing? What's going on?
2: Chilling. Just woke up today, next to me, next to you, <laughs> and I'm about to do a podcast with my wife. <laughs> it's insane. But.
1: It's crazy, like, considering that this is a dream that you more than anybody has known about as I've been working on it and praying about it and just really hoping that it would come to fruition. And it has in the best way. And now you get to be a guest. I'm so excited.
2: And and I I know the dream was— manifested years ago. I I never thought that I would be on it. (laughs) That wasn't (laughs) part of the dream, but I'm happy to be here. I guess I'll probably say this a million times, but I'm just so proud of you. You are just a blessing to me. And I'm just really happy that I can be along for the ride as you realize your dreams and and really put out great content and, and do all these wonderful things in the world. And everybody loves you and like all of that, including me. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just happy for you, that's oh, all Oh,
1: thanks, babe. Are you yeah. getting a little emotional?
2: <laughs> a little bit It's, it's early You <laughs> even started it early
1: <laughs> Oh my goodness Okay, so you all We are the most cryingest, emotional Every day every We cry every cry day all. Cry
2: commercials
1: <laughs> So I can see him getting misty-eyed <laughs> It's actually so amazing No, this is truly a God dream And... You're just the best. You're my absolute favorite person. So I'm so excited to uh, welcome you to the Trials to Triumphs family. And I'm so excited to, honestly, I think in some ways, get to know you better. And for my friends and our listeners to get to know you better, too. All right, Dee, we told the story a million times. Mm -hmm. Curious as to how you're going to say it now. Mm -hmm. How did we meet and fall in love? What's our story? (sighs)
2: We met at a mutual friend's, like, kickback. Mm-hmm. I was, in 2010, I was probably two months in, in L.A., <laughs> if that. Maybe one month yeah. in. Yeah,
1: like six or seven months in, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. but
2: the mutual friend I, I've known since kindergarten. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, she just said, come through. Like, I know you're new to L.A. I'm having some friends over. We'll have drinks, a little bit of food. So, I pulled up. Walked into that apartment, saw you, and there was an instant attraction. I think we both were instantly drawn to each other. Mm-hmm. So we laughed, chopped it up that night. You got a little bit— D. You got a little rowdy. D. With with me. You got a little flirtatious with me. You got a little aggressive with me, which was—it was cute. <laughs> it was cute. It was cute. For and
1: context, we were 22 and 23, just— Yeah, we weren't And wrong. probably drinking, like— Arbor Mist or, like, Mike's Hard Lemonade. Yeah, I don't even remember something. what we
2: were drinking. <laughs> I had a good buzz, though. <laughs> yeah, so we you got a little flirty with me, which was cool. Then I left. The mutual friend texted me and was like, hey, I think you and Ashley would be great together. Like, mm-hmm. you should explore that. And I was like, <laughs> no, like, I'm <sighs> a young guy. Yeah, just nah. out here in L.A. I'm trying to figure everything out. Like, I'm not ready to really be serious or anything like that. She's cool, though. <laughs> And um, and from there, we just stayed in each other's lives. Obviously, we became really good friends, mm-hmm. had a lot of back and forth with what are we doing, trying to draw lines, get out of the gray area. We did that for... Crawl
1: out of the gray area. <laughs> Fight our way out of the gray area.
2: Uh, Lord. Crabs in a barrel. <laughs> um, <laughs> you
1: kept pulling me back down.
2: <laughs> yeah, so we did that for a good eight years or something, however yeah, long. Which is
1: insane. It sounds so crazy saying yeah, that. It, yeah, it's, it it's was wild. insane.
2: But we yeah. were young.
1: Like, yeah. We were
2: young. We finally grew up. I finally grew up, more more so, I, I guess I should, I should say. And realized that, like, I want this girl in my life in, in a real way. And in a romantic way, in a non-toxic way. And so I moved on that. And we got in a relationship in... 2018?
1: Yes, September
2: 1st. September 1 on 28 in 2018. Yeah. And then we we just been off to the races ever since then. Yeah. Everything else happened pretty fast after that.
1: Very fast. Yeah,
2: we moved in together.
1: And then we got married the year after that, last year in 2021. Um, 21 on September 5th. Mm-hmm. So we really once I always say once we got it together.
2: Yeah, it was it was we, yeah. It, yeah,
1: it's I I like to say we turned 30 and we were like, oh my gosh, we're in love with each other. <laughs> Okay, so do a couple icebreaker questions. You know, get us a little loose. Okay. Would you have dated me in high school? No. Oh, D, I didn't even finish the question. Oh, it's
2: more? Oh, go ahead. Finish it, sorry. You paused. You stopped. I thought that was it. No, you reacted far (laughs) too fast. I'm just trying to keep us on schedule for the podcast. Sir,
1: this is my podcast. You do not need to keep me on schedule. I am... True to this, not new to this. Okay, all
2: right. So, so finish the question then. But the first so part of the answer is no. No,
1: <clears> him. <throat> yeah. Second part is what were your dating standards or preferences in high school? And obviously, what I want to know is why I didn't make the cut or why I wouldn't make the cut. So what's up? What's <laughs> up?
2: My dating standards in high school. Why? Well, well, you already know this. I haven't been in a ton of relationships. Uh-huh. I just was kind of um, <laughs> bouncing around a little bit, but. You, I think in high school, just from what I know about you now and and how I think you probably were in high school, you just would have been too weird for me. Okay. Like, (laughs) what is weird? Are you saying because like I was a theater kid? In high school, you would have been too weird. Like, yeah, you would have been a theater kid, super quirky and creative. And I wasn't those things in Mm. high school. I just, I played basketball and I was like class clown and stuff like that. But I didn't hang with like, theater kids.
1: So really what you're saying is that you were just a little too basic for someone like I say, me. That's I was That's a better way to first phrase of it, all, it sounds like.
2: First of all... Not that I was weird. I guess in <laughs> hindsight, yeah. I guess, actually. Okay, keep yeah, going. Yeah, I was basic. I Her just sees. was... Yeah, just mm-hmm. was cracking jokes, playing basketball.
1: Yeah, so just to be clear, I wouldn't have dated you either. That's that fine, yeah. but
2: that wasn't the question you asked. Okay, well, So it, we we, we, not, we not trying to answer that.
1: What do you still carry with you Today from the city that raised you, Detroit.
2: Oh man, I carry everything from the D. Where do I start? One one I will say just fashion. I don't think Detroit gets talked about in a big fashion sense. Also, just being a good person. Detroiters at heart are very caring, Mm -hmm. very supportive. Very loving They talk about um, Midwest love Yeah, we're they Midwest We're yeah. Midwestern And you've told this about me before Like, you like that about me That I always want to make sure If somebody's in town Or if somebody's at our house or something Like, I got you What you need Like, you yeah. don't gotta pay for nothing You don't have to lift a finger Like, we, mm-hmm. we gonna handle it And that's something that I carry with me In my everyday life I always want to be accommodating in that way uh, To people And I think also just my street smarts. Mm -hmm. I I am just an intelligent person, book smart-wise. But Detroit, you got to know both. Like, you got to know how to move in the streets.
1: Yeah, and I think you are so Detroit. Yeah. And anybody that knows you, if you really do wear the city on your sleeve, okay, I need you to dive in with me. All right. What do you feel has been the biggest challenge of your life? And how did you get through it, mm. or the biggest challenge is?
2: That was very. That's very deep. The first one that comes to mind, I will say, is figuring out who I was after I couldn't play basketball anymore. Mm -hmm. I was a basketball player, right? I talked about going to the league. I was always, like, the best player on my team. Ball was life. Ball ball was definitely (laughs) life. Yeah, and that was great. A lot of my identity was wrapped up in being a basketball player. Mm -hmm. Hung with the basketball team. My friends knew me as a basketball player, and, like, the funny basketball player or whatever. So when that was taken away from me, just, like, in college, like, when you are, like, you realize, like, there's people who are better than you. I went to Michigan State. I went to a D1 school that recruits five-star players from all over the country that are, I'm 6'1". They're all 6'5 and up yeah. and 250 and jump out the gym and blah, blah, blah. So realizing that, all right, maybe I'm not going to the league. <laughs> I, mean, I need to get into the books a little bit more and, mm-hmm. and focus on that. That was a difficult part of my life, Because I never thought about anything else but basketball. Mm. I never had a plan for anything else but basketball. There definitely was a moment that I can vividly remember of like just crying alone and like in my bed. When it really hit me like, I'm not going to the league. Yeah. And I just, yeah, I was devastated. But that's pretty much it. I I just internalized it. I I dealt with it on my own. Obviously, this is something that that you've helped me with. Like opening up and, and being more transparent and leaning on friends, family, you. Yeah. But yeah, at, at that time, I, I just wasn't, that wasn't who I was. I'm just now getting <laughs> yeah. to, to be that person. <laughs> in um, your 30s, I yeah. would say, yeah. But yeah, who knows had I been able to open up about that, what other decisions I could have made or, or would have made that could have helped me get through that a little bit better.
1: This is a little bit of a different format because okay. I hear you got some Yeah. Stuff to ask me, apparently that
2: I don't know anything about. I came with some questions. Did you? I
1: came with some (laughs) questions. (laughs) Ah. Woo. R I D, what's up? First question. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You don't have to announce it.
2: (laughs) I wish the lights in here would have changed, like on um Who Wants to Be Be a Millionaire.
1: (laughs) That would have been dramatic.
2: So yeah, like when we first started dating, Mm -hmm. where did I fit in? On your vision board. Because I know you are big on vision board, manifestation, crystals, all all those good things. Prayer. Yes, I am. Walking it like you talk it, like all (laughs) all of that stuff.
1: Oh, man. When we first started dating, where did you fit in on my vision board? You know, we first started dating, I would say, pretty early on in my L.A. career. But I always had this knowing that... Whoever I ended up with, I wanted it to be someone that (laughs) knew my trials to triumphs. Mm -hmm. Like, I was young and knew that. There was something about, I just would say to myself, I don't want to just be successful. And then I meet somebody and we're just both successful Mm -hmm. and we come along at the right. That, something about that felt, there's something wrong with that. But for me, I think I always wanted someone that I could do exactly what we're doing right now which is have so much gratitude for the moment because we remember where we've come from, yeah. what we've come through. And at the time that we started dating more seriously, that's what it was. Like that was the main point on the vision board or the main like point on the vision board that that got checked off. I really appreciated that. and I really, and I still appreciate it a lot now. I think the other thing just in a basic sense is like, a beautiful Black man. Mm. That was just very (laughs) important to me. It always has been. It always will be. And you epitomize that. Also, someone that challenges me. Like, you've always challenged me. You're someone that it's been impossible to be stagnant with. Mm -hmm. We, I feel like in some way, every day, I grow. I have to think about something in a new way. I... There's something that you remind me to be proud of myself for that maybe I can't do for myself. So, honestly, you checked a lot of like main things off Mm. of my vision board. I
2: checked. I checked all the boxes.
1: Mm, Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Where did I fall short, though? So you, what I I can't even remember how many things you just said. But
1: honestly, you were just immature.
2: Mm, Wow.
1: yeah. <laughs> you were very immature. The main issue was just that I was a little bit just ahead of you. Yeah, like you, I had a head start. Yeah, And I think the question that, we know that women typically mature faster than mm-hmm. men. That's just, that's biology. We know that. It's no shade. It just, it is what yeah. it is. Our emotional intelligence is typically a little bit more acute. But that was the tough part. it was deal- and it what was tough about it was that you're so smart. I would always say that it was frustrating that you were so immature but so highly intelligent because for me, I'm like he should know better <laughs> like hmm. and it was me having to have the faith that it would connect one day, yeah like that that those two that The immature guy would become the mature guy who would then merge the maturity with his intellect. And then that would be a great man for me. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But it was quite frustrating to see you work through the immature phases of your life. And the truth is I had immature phases too. But very much, and especially as it pertained to our relationship, but they were— they were different. My, You were immature and also lacked an investment in mm-hmm, our relationship. Mm-hmm. And so that—,
2: that I, I was more invested in myself. Yes. That so it was, it was an yeah.
1: immaturity that then promoted selfishness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. you were just incredibly selfish.
2: So talking about as how we got into a relationship, all of those things. Once we were into a relationship, you are— such a driven, independent, intentional woman. So how did it feel to start including me into your life's plans?
1: Oh, Mm. to be honest, it was more difficult than I thought it would be. And and the reason it was more difficult is because Or I think in part because we were just older. Mm -hmm. And when I say older, we were 30. But I had just made so many plans for myself and lived so much of my life single that a relationship is something that a lot of us dream of and want and feel like is a very important next step in Creating the lives that we want for ourselves, but we don't think a lot about how the initial creation of that can be a little wonky. Mm -hmm. And and the reason it's wonky is because you take it to the next level when you get married. But even when you're embarking on a relationship, it still is like a two become one thing. Mm -hmm. We live together, we share things, we have to do things together, we have to. Check in. Check in yeah. and have, we got to have our own plans and then have plans mm-hmm. with one another. And it is not always very easy because I think the wonkiness of it too and like the push and pull of it is that it's oftentimes having to put someone's knees before your own. Maybe having to put your dreams aside for a second to help. Usher your partner's dreams. Mm-hmm. It's all of that. And going back to me saying that you were a bit selfish, I think I learned that I was selfish too, in a different way. And and maybe not as much, but I still was selfish. There were, there were things that I just was like, this is just. What I do, or I remember, you know, when you first moved in and I had my monogram A's. I love A's. I, love all A's. All I is, had like 30 A mugs and I had A'd A's all, all over, all over the, A's. the house. I really like the letter A mm-hmm. for obvious reasons. Yeah. But <laughs> it was, I remember like, and all my stuff was pink. The mm-hmm. apartment, I had pink chairs and pink pillows. Like, it was just very me.
2: Food, like you you ate Much healthier than I did. Oh, yeah. I was starting to bring in Lucky Charms.
1: I was like, (laughs) what is this
2: whole milk? Whole milk, yeah. (laughs) It's. I used to love whole milk.
1: Oh, my. my But you're lactose intolerant. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So annoying. So anyway, it was that. It was, I remember the anxiety rising in me. When you were honest and were just like, Bash, like, these A's everywhere? Like, they were insane. Ooh, ma'am, would you mind removing <laughs> at least some? Like, and I remember just being a little angry, but this is my stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I've spent years collecting this. And now, because I have a boyfriend, I gotta do something different. Yeah. But to round out this question, that has been that experience, that initial experience has been one of my greatest teachers. Mm-hmm. Because I aspire to be more selfless than selfish. Mm -hmm. And our relationship has taught me that. And I will only, as we go on in life, I will only need to have more of that. We cannot go through life alone or with a single-minded mentality because what's important to us as a couple And as individuals, it's community. And you cannot embrace community while only caring truly about oneself. Mm -hmm. So I'm really grateful for that lesson. Yeah.
0: Nice. Friday, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. (gasps) This summer, one movie event will reign. It is time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters Friday. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13.
1: What would you say is um, the best lesson you've learned from your parents? individually? as a collective and as an aside. So the best lesson you've, the greatest lesson you've learned, but also how you apply that to our marriage and our life.
2: I think the best lesson that I've learned from my parents, both individually and collectively, is just continuing to grow. I've seen my mother individually. I've seen my father individually the parents that i grew up with don't exist anymore
0: mm.
2: my dad is much different than he was when i was 6 7 going through high school all of those things my mom as well and they both are they both have grown and continue to change and do things that are going to make them happy to understand that i can do more things i can if if, if this is a path that i want to go down i can do that and i think for me how I apply that to our relationship is I I just want us to continue to grow as as individuals and as a couple, like outside of the podcast, like we have conversations about everything every single day. And I gain a a deeper understanding for you. You get a deeper understanding for me. And even looking back to when we got married, we were just talking about this other day. I look at pictures and videos from when we were married or right before or right after and I feel like we're so different. I'm like, look at those little kids. Like, they don't <laughs> even know what they're doing. Like, they think they're happy now. Yeah. Like, you're going to be even happier. And, and that is, that encompasses both us growing, both of us growing individually. Me doing projects and things that that I'm excited about as well as you. Yeah. But then also us coming together collectively and continue to do things in, in our relationship and take steps in our relationships to to help us grow and make sure that we're happy. Yeah, that's what I that's you. how i apply it
1: that's great that's great what's different what are the requirements now for you as a man
2: i think it is selflessness like you it, which you spoke to is mm-hmm. is selflessness it's when i was when we were dating or uh, when we were in a relationship i was much more selfish i was just like no i'm not doing that because i don't want to do that Mm. And, and you can't make me. Um, You've
1: actually said that a few times. I, I said it
2: a trillion <laughs> times. I don't care what you're saying. I'm not doing that. You're wrong. I'm doing it this way. But you're still my girlfriend,
1: and I love you. Right. Thanks for dinner. Yeah, yeah.
2: But in a marriage, I feel like you can't do that. Like you, you can't dig your heels so far in the sand in a marriage because this is the person you're spending the rest of your life with. And you can't—obviously, we can disagree about things. We can have discussions and things like that. But there has to be a level of, of selflessness there to say, it doesn't matter if I want don't want to do this. I'm going to do it because my wife wants me to do this. And I just want—I want to keep the peace in our house. Mm-hmm. And that's more important. So there were things that I, I would get up on a soapbox and fight you about for— Six months, like, mm-hmm. you're wrong b- b- for these reasons. I could still have that same thought today about the same thing. But I I just won't vocalize that. I'll just, or not that I won't vocalize that, because I might tell you that. But I would just do it. What's what's the harm in just doing what you want <laughs> me to do one time <laughs> if it's going to make you happier? If it's going to keep yeah. the peace in our house I would much rather you be happy that I made the decision to do what you wanted me to do. And I'm a little bit irritated that I'm doing what you asked me to do that I didn't want to do. Because your happiness makes me happy. Mm -hmm. So yeah, for for me, it's that. It's being selfless in your relationship or in the marriage for the greater good.
1: Yeah. For the greater good.
2: Because the happier you are, the happier I am.
1: Yeah. And I think that. The engagement or when you propose, Mm -hmm. when a man or a woman proposes, when a person proposes, that is the preamble. It's almost like the rev up. It's Mm -hmm. the like, all right, you going to start? being a little bit more selfless mm-hmm. you're going to start like it's almost like you you had that year of your yeah. engagement to start wrapping your brain around oh, okay yep. this is i got to change some things around and i feel like that was really and truly what happened for us and i'm going to tell you for me as a wife what that is for me i think what is required of me as a wife that is not as required of me in the same way as a girlfriend or a fiance is inherent trust. Mm. I cannot kind of trust you. Mm -hmm. I cannot waver in that because that's when anxiety, irritation, stress, all of that arises because I simply won't, I'm not even say can't, won't trust. And so I had to learn that. I had to really learn that if I am if I have make if I have made the decision to share my life with someone I have to trust them. Yeah. You cannot like literally think about that. Otherwise
2: what are you doing? What are for? you doing? Yeah. You cannot
1: lay down next to somebody every day that you don't trust. There's a stranger in my house to me. Yeah. <laughs> like legitimately.
2: Tell me where we first kissed.
1: Yes. <laughs> so for me, I like that for you as your male perspective, it is selflessness. And for me, as a woman, as your wife, it is trust. I think that's—we've never talked about that Mm -hmm. before. I think that's really profound. And I'm really proud of us for where we are in both of those places individually. Never been better. Yeah, truly. Oh, my goodness. Okay, D, what would you say is the purpose of our marriage? Not of marriage, but of our marriage.
2: I said this in my vows. For me— Mm -hmm. Is just to make you happy. That's all I want to do ever. And whether that is pertaining to just how we are at home, whether it is pertaining to goals that you want to accomplish and me supporting you in in whatever way that is, doing your podcast, like, (laughs) um, I want to make sure that. You are as fulfilled and happy in your life as you can possibly be. Mm. I, I I want to be not the reason why you're happy, but I I really want to be a, a big catalyst for your happiness. Mm. Because that's all that matters to me. Like mm. money is great, the frivolous things in life are are great, like cars and like all that type of stuff, but I just want you to be happy. I know this sounds like very simple. And I told you the other day, like, I just like when you were laughing. Mm. I like to hear your laugh. It mm-hmm. it like, it turns me on. But it <gasps> like, it just makes me feel good. Yeah. Like that my yeah. girl is laughing. She's happy. She's yeah. got a smile on her face. She's doing your that little chuckle you just did. Mm. That's all I want to do.
1: Yeah. That's
2: all I want to do. And I want you to be fulfilled in just in our everyday life, in your career, and yeah. the relationships that you have. Friendships Yeah Family Like I, I, I want all of that stuff To come to fruition Yeah For you That's, that's my purpose Yeah In, in our relationship in, in our marriage Oh I love you babe I Love you too babe
1: Ditto You know for me I think I would say uh, the, the same But I Want To Always Be The person In your life That Is unwavering I think, and so the purpose of our marriage for me is that we continue to get closer and closer to being the best version of ourselves. And I think that we do that by having a shared purpose of, you really want to make me happy and I want to be unwavering for you. And in the months that we've been married, that's what I've seen. I think we're on the right track as far Mm -hmm. as our marriage because we are so much better than we were before September 5th, 2021. We are better. We are not worse. like By any stretch of the imagination, we are becoming our best selves. And that is the coolest thing Mm -hmm. and the most amazing thing I have ever experienced in my lifetime that... I have somebody that is like, I truly like feel like I almost didn't see myself until we got married. Mm-hmm. It's almost like seeing myself truly through your eyes, I'm more beautiful. I'm more smart. I'm more, I don't know, creative, mm-hmm. fun, funny. Like all of these things, I, already, I can see myself getting to the place that God meant for me to get to mm-hmm. through our love and through our marriage. I'm just really grateful for that. Oh, let's tell them, let's tell everybody what some of the statements are that we live by as a family. One, we have engraved in our rings. Our way. Our way. So explain um, explain where that came from.
2: It, it just is something to remind us that this is our relationship. This is our marriage. Nobody can tell us how to do it. Mm-hmm. Nobody can tell us what's right, what's wrong. I don't care if it's, I don't even know who the model like couple would be, but I don't care what they're doing mm. that works for them. That's cool, but we don't do that over here, yeah <laughs> we we do something different, I mean, that works for us, yeah, and just keeping that in mind that we're people, we're individuals, and we're gonna do this our way, yeah, we're not reading a book to tell us how to be married. Mm. We know how to interact with each other. we know you know what pushes my buttons, I know what pushes yours. I know how to motivate you. You know how to motivate me. Yeah. I know how to pour into you. You know how to pour into me. When we argue, we know what makes me mad, how I act when I'm mad, yeah. and vice versa. It's just a constant reminder that it's ours, yeah, and we're gonna do it our way.
1: Yeah, and I would say our family mission statement is: Look, Look at, at us now. now. Look at us now We got it on a neon sign In our garage gym And look at us now When did it even
2: (laughs) It started Thanksgiving
1: Oh Okay tell Okay tell that story
2: My My Broken My family was in disarray
1: Maybe I should tell the story. Yeah, you tell okay. it, because
2: I'm about to go crazy. So
1: Look At Us Now came about <laughs> because we had an amazing, beautiful Thanksgiving at my parents' home in North Carolina in November of 2019. It was for two reasons. It was to bring our families together, both of our families together for the first time. But it was also to say our goodbyes to my Nana, who was mm-hmm. would pass away just two weeks later. Yeah, But it was... A big deal because it was bringing together two families that didn't really know each other, but also families individually that had a lot of hurt and brokenness yeah, and history. history and things that just hadn't been addressed in 30 years. And the prayer was that everybody would come together and it would be great for us. We really hope that everybody can just come together and have a great time and know that this is for the greater good of us one day really merging as families. This is before we were engaged, but yeah, it It could not have gone any better. I I just remember you wept. Just seeing you cry like a baby, seeing your mom and your second mom and my mom, Mm. who's also your mom now, just fellowship and have a good time and Our dads hanging out. Mm -hmm. It just, our siblings, it was just amazing. And we talked about it and we were just like, look at us now. Look at how far we've come. We couldn't have dreamt this. This is amazing. And we decided in that moment, the goal is to always be able to say, look at us now. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think it's so cool that we're able to even look at our wedding and say, look at us now though. So what are we going to be saying in a year from now? What are we going to say at the, birth of our first child? Mm -hmm. What are we going to say when we buy our second home? Mm -hmm. What are we going to say when we get even more dream jobs? We're going to keep saying, look Look at us now. now." And I just think it's so powerful. And we always know when to say it to one another. Mm -hmm. We look at each other and we say it just like we just did. We (laughs) say it at the same time. And I I think the the most beautiful part about the statement, look at us now, is that there's hope in that statement. Because there's hope and gratitude in the statement Because saying look at us now Means we're having gratitude for what we've come from mm-hmm. But it also is saying Where are we about to go? <laughs> mm-hmm. We're going somewhere So we can say it again
2: It's a constant motivator It's
1: a constant, constant motivator. motivator It really is
2: you, you don't want to be a year from now Saying look at us now And we're looking back and like Oh, it's, we're the same
1: mm-hmm.
2: We always want to level up Always want to always level, level up yeah
1: Yeah, this is a major level up. You're sitting here on my podcast.
2: (laughs) This is the level up of all level ups.
1: I wasn't doing this before. I'm telling you, marriage brings blessings, y'all. Okay, (laughs) listen, going out there, find somebody. Yeah. Not anybody.
2: anybody. It's got to be the right person. Yes, but— It has to be the right person. We really
1: believe in marriage and the beauty of marriage and the blessings that come. Yeah. All right, babe. So, what has been your takeaway from our conversation
2: I think my takeaway from today is just that anything is possible. Mm. It's making me think of Kevin Garnett. Anything is possible. You remember that? No. When they won the championship, I do Yeah, they'll like play a clip of it or something when it's Verlin. You got that? Yeah, <laughs> play that clip. Roll the clip. <laughs> what do you think this is, D?
1: <laughs>
2: this okay. is own. Okay, um,
1: what is the takeaway? The
2: takeaway, anything is possible. Okay. We've been through the ringer. Like, we have any type of crazy situation in a relationship, we've been through it. <laughs> and to see on some look at us now type stuff, like, to see where we are currently the things that we're talking about and the and in the way that we're talking about them where we are what we're doing like we're on your podcast talking about our relationship yeah. with smiles mm-hmm. and delight and we're married and we have our first home we got a dog together our families are merged all of those different things i, I could have never imagined that this would happen e- even 4 years ago yeah and I, I could have never imagined that I would be as happy as I am. I've never been as happy before, ever in my life. I've never loved somebody as much as I love you, ever in my life, ever. I've never admired somebody. And I love Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Like, I admire Michael. Like, he's I'm talking a lot about basketball. It seems like I'm a basketball player. I guess I was a basketball player. But, <laughs> like, I, I would cry if I met Michael Jordan. Yeah. It doesn't compare to how much I love you. And, and and it's insane. And I, I think the takeaway is again, like anything is possible. Yeah. We can go from we were at zero. We are at negative twelve probably. <laughs> and have grown to now be at a thousand. Yeah. And God's plan is bigger than than yours.
1: Mm.
2: We've been through a lot. I was in the streets, whatever, and we made it. We made it. Like, we made it. We really made it. Yeah, it's wild. It makes it that much sweeter that, like, we came through the fire. We had a bunch of trials. Yeah. And now look at our triumph, though. And our triumph couldn't have been this triumph had we not had the trials. We just would have been, like, yeah, we could have had a great relationship still. Yeah, if we just met and got into a relationship and we're happy and whatever, like maybe it would have worked and, and maybe we would have been together for the rest of our lives and it would have been great. I love that she's the love of my life. But it hits different when we had eight years of trials. Yeah. It's just crazy. Yeah,
1: Wow. Okay, now I'm getting emotional. <laughs> oh, gosh. D, I cannot <laughs> believe it's at the end. I've held it together this whole time. Cheese <laughs> Louise. and Okay, okay. So my takeaway is... I was sitting here and I was just like the first thought that came to mind was you're just so wonderful. Mm. And
2: oh god. Oh, don't cry, babe. <laughs> we got a podcast to do. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, apparently you think that you are—you can just take over. Oh my gosh. Thank God there's tissues. Okay. Hmm. Oh gosh. <laughs> he said I was emotional. He said he knew I was emotional <laughs> when he met me. But yeah, it's wonderful. I realize it's is not a word that I use often or comes to me often. Mm-hmm. I use words that are similar to it, like amazing or mm-hmm. awe-inspiring, all these things. But wonderful is, and, and I think I'm choosing wonderful because you are a wonder to me. Like you, it's funny you say that you ad, you admire me, but I'm so intrigued by you. You are so interesting to me. Like just this morning, I was saying like, so crazy we've known each other for 12 years, but I'm still learning things about you every day. How wonderful to have someone in my life that loves me more than anything. And I love more than anything or anyone. And they continue to make me, gasp and delight Mm. and smile and laugh and cry and just be better. And I think the most amazing thing about you and my takeaway from this conversation is that everything I thought I was before you, I'm more of because of you. Like, I thought I was the most, you couldn't have told me I wasn't the most ambitious person alive. I'm far more ambitious because of you. You couldn't have told me that I wasn't someone who was, or that I wasn't the most hardworking or, oh my gosh, I've reached a different level because you've raised the stakes of my life. And that, to have someone that can raise the stakes, not lower the bar Mm -hmm. for your life, That is everything. And so it's my takeaway because as we've talked about our relationship throughout this time on the podcast, I've just been thinking, wow, like Ashley in 2010 when she met you and Ashley now in 2022 doing my podcast with my husband, living a dream with someone who at one time was a dream is. Evidence that anything is possible. <laughs> Maybe I'm kind of good at my job. I don't know, I don't know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Do you like that I brought that back around to you? I did babe? I like that. So, I did like that. Anyway, I so listen, here's the deal. I got my tears together, but I have to say, doing this podcast has been stretching me deep. Because mm-hmm. you're with that's the thing. That's crazy. You, oh my gosh, it's been so hard. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh gosh, it's been so hard for me. It's so much harder than I thought it was gonna be. Mm-hmm. It's stretching me in ways that I've never had to stretch before, even in our relationship, mm-hmm. honestly. But having you here is one of those like little like kisses from God. Let's mm-hmm. just see. See, I always had this for you. This was always a part of the plan. And it's just, this is something I'll always remember. I hope you will too. And I think it's going to be one of those things that we look back on it. And as beautiful as this moment is, we'll say, look "Look at us now. now."
2: Yeah. Uh, Wow, that was great. This girl is great. (laughs) This girl here. (laughs) D,
1: thank you so much for coming on. I love you. I thank you. And I honor you. Mm. And thank you for saying yes.
2: Of course. That that's not even a question. But thank you so much for having me. Again, as I said, I'm immensely proud of you. I don't want to get emotional, but like I I really I love you so much. This is an amazing platform for you. It's an amazing testimony for for black men, women everywhere. And I'm I'm just honored that you even thought of me to be on it. And it's only the beginning for you. Thanks. Anything's possible.
1: Anything's possible. Look at us (laughs) now. Look at us now, babe. (laughs) After the credits, the historical question Daryl wants an answer to
2: Hey, these pyramids. What's the story here?
1: Thank you so much for listening. This podcast is produced by LWC Studios for own. The show's executive producer is Juleka Lentigua. Its senior editor is Marilyn Williams. Sound designer is Cedric Wilson. Managing producers are Camille Stennis and Paulina Velasco. Assistant producers are Michelle Baker and Shanice Tyndall. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, and we hope you do, please make sure to subscribe, leave a rating and review wherever you listen to your podcast to ensure you hear the next one. So Dee, what couple from history would you like us to go on a double date with and why?
2: From history, I'm going to say Nefertiti and what's his face? Who's Nefertiti with? Pharaoh, yeah.
1: Y- you want to go on a double date with I want to go
2: to the ancient times.
1: Ancient and, Egypt. Yes. Okay.
2: And talk to them and go on a double date and see what they was on
1: do you have an example of a question you might
2: want to ask? Hey, these pyramids, what's the story here? I don't know what I would talk to them about, but they were just cool. They were fly. <laughs> they were like the epitome of African, like abundance mm. and stature and just royal. Royal. Like royal. Yeah, and excellent. Yeah, they were black excellence. And it would be amazing to sit down with them and see how royal they really were. <laughs> or if they just talk crazy and we're very normal. <laughs> but also, I would like to hear, like, what their plans were. I mean, are we back in the future? Do they know that we're from 20...
1: Okay.
2: Yeah, so that's too deep. You're the first person but
1: that I... did... <laughs> Everyone else like, just the Like, do they know the that they're from...
2: Well, I'm assuming that they do know that. And I would like to know, like, what they think about us now. us and just Black people in general... Like, how it all turned out. Like, maybe they would be like, you guys are doing it all wrong. Like, we would have did all this stuff different. Or they might be like, you know what? It's lit. I like it. I like it. So, so I guess it would be them.
1: Nefertiti and
2: Pharaoh, D,
1: you took us back.
2: And because you are my Nefertiti. Mm. I've told you that before. Like, you are, like, that's how I view you. Mm Mm-hmm.